This is Shay. And this is Bree. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Signed Two Angry Black Women, the podcast, where we express our feelings around navigating the U.S. while living with our intersecting identities of blackness, queerness, womanness, and unpacking the projection of anger placed on black women. Yo, Shay. Hey, yo, Bree. Yo, this is really our first episode of our podcast. Number one, how you feeling? I'm feeling geeked as hell. Feeling so many things. Excited. Uh, a little bit nervous for how this might be received, but excited nonetheless. You know what I'm saying? How you feeling? I have the same sentiments. I think I'm, well, I'm definitely excited. I'm a little nervous about just... Um, what this space like might bring with people like being able to tune in to like you know my personal thoughts and opinions and beliefs mm-hmm. and just vulnerability. <laughs> you know I wasn't gonna say that. I <laughs> know <laughs> I'm not the most vulnerable woman. Um, so yeah, just I'm excited to like embark on this journey with you, but just a little nervous of like being so open and having it yeah. out there. But I just yeah. wanna you know see what this brings to both of us. Most stuff, yeah. I mean, I share those sentiments also, but I think, you know, it, it's going to bring some healing to us and the community, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully. Um, but anyway, I think we should uh, do some intros, tell the people who we are, um, what we about, and why we're here. So I'm going to kick it over to you. All right. Well, peace, y'all. My name is Shay. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I am a poet, a writer, a dog mom to Riley, a tourist goddess. Shout out to all my earth sign babes and a community advocate for all things that are Black. That's Black love, Black art, Black healing um, based right here in the beautiful city of Rochester, New York. Period. Yeah. And I'm Bree, um, also from Rochester. Well, first of all, my pronouns she, her, hers. Um, and I'm a yogi. Um, I'm also um, an advocate for all things Black as well. Black okay. excellence, Black healing, Black, you know, health and wealth, all the things, you know what I'm saying? So um, nothing really to add toward that. Um, so yeah, that's who I am, basically. Um, you want to get into like why we decided to start this podcast, like what, what it means to us and things like that? Yeah, so um, obviously it's signed uh, to Angry Black Women. That's the name of the podcast. And my personal reason of like, you know, coming together with you and starting all of this is just because I think um, or feel as Black people, we need to take up more space. We need to create more space and we need to take over more space. Um, I think with us like hanging out and building our friendship, we've kind of noticed the lack of like blackness in certain places that we frequent. Mm-hmm. And I think it's around like a, like people just not feeling welcome or even knowing that these things exist. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something that we kind of wanted to fill that gap and create. Um, so just having the space to be free and creative and queer and loud. And I, sometimes angry and I think you know growing up in all of these systems that contribute to our oppression and to like the divide of black people you know across the diaspora um I just felt it was kind of like some type of like responsibility to build that bridge that Mm -hmm. gap and you know 
build some real unity yeah. with the niggas in the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, that's dope. That's dope. I mean, I, 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 I um, mimic all of that, you know what I'm saying? But for me, you know, um, I, I really felt like I have been re- trying to reclaim this, you know, notion of, or this stereotype actually of the angry black woman, you know what I'm saying? As a dark skinned black woman, um, who's very like salient in that identity, you know what I'm saying? And like having to navigate professional spaces, predominantly white professional spaces, as well as, as well as higher ed spaces. For me, it's a stereotype that has been projected on me a lot. And, um, you know, when I first started college and, you know, just in my younger days, I was a lot more bold and outspoken. And then eventually, like, my voice, I felt like kind of faded. And I'm over that shit. So <clears throat> this space, um, I'm really excited about because, um, like, everything you said, um, we need to create more spaces. We need to be taking up more spaces as, you know, Black folks, um, especially Black women. Um, and, you know, also, too, just as a social scientist by profession, I'm always interested and concerned about how humans um, behave and interact with one another, um, especially in regards to the social construction of race and class and gender, sexual orientation and expression, disability and ability and all the things, right? Um, so we gotta get into it. We, this is, this is, these are conversations that are needed. They're not um, happening enough, or at least like if they are happening, I feel like they're not being really amplified and so. I'm hoping that we can get this out into a lot of spaces and people engage with it. So, yeah. Yeah, so pretty much we black, we women, and we is, like, we fucking angry. We ain't and we gonna tell y'all motherfuckers exactly why and how and, yeah. yeah just And, like, you know, why is valid? Because, yeah. again, like, there's this stereotype. But, you know, I started to recognize that, you know what? You, you're right. Like, I am angry, though. Like, I think there's a salon song, like, I think, um... I think it's called Mad, um, and she's like, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically, like, we got we got so many reasons to be mad, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Basically, and it's like, we absolutely do. So let's talk about it, um, so we can lay this shit to rest and just let Black women be angry, um, you know what I'm saying? Let's hold people accountable for um, making us angry, you know what I'm saying? So that's that, um, and with that. Uh, one of the segments we're going to, you know, revisit each week is why we met. I mean, yeah. this is signed to angry black women. We're talking about anger right now and things of that nature. And so um, let's talk about why we angry this week, Shay. What's, yeah, yeah. what's going on? What's tea? Um, <laughs> so something that I am angry. I think I got really angry at it today when I woke up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, um, is relationships mm-hmm. i might i think i just might be a little angry at at my love life a little bit and how mm-hmm. i'm um healing from certain things that mm-hmm. i've like experienced in the last year and i'm like constantly telling myself like healing isn't like linear mm-hmm. so i think like you kind of know but mm-hmm. not a lot of nobody really knows that like i went through like the toughest heartbreak this year <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, like, tried to, like, heal from it happened at the end of, like, 2020, and I've, like, just never been open about it. I've never, like, spoke to any of my friends about it. I think I told, like, you a little bit about it, but I've never, 
Yeah. And I thought I was over it. And like this mm-hmm. morning I woke up a little and I just like thought about it a little bit. And I mm-hmm. got angry at the fact of like, it was like a situationship. So I'm angry at situationships and this mm-hmm. whole new culture of like mm-hmm. dating with our generation. Like, I ain't going to get over here and be like, you know, these niggas don't know how to do this and that. And, you know, I was dating a woman. So, but niggas is gender neutral. Let's start there. I'm saying niggas a lot. Yes. And I'm always, I, I'm talking about a woman. Um, Yeah, like this new culture of like dating and what to expect and like what do like we as black women have to like deal with in order to like love like happily or like find like real mm-hmm. joy and love and not go through like the trauma or like the holding you down stage before mm-hmm. getting in a relationship mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just was like damn like I dedicated so much energy and time to like this woman for her to just like skedaddle low-key mm-hmm. and then go mm-hmm. get into like another relationship and mm-hmm. I'm like blaming myself on how that turned out and I'm just like I can't put that on me but Mm -hmm. I'm putting it on me at the same time so I'm mad as fuck yeah nah I feel (laughs) that so like let let me let me try to like um let's step back a little bit and like I guess define let's have you define what is a situationship and like because I mean you when you we first when you first started uh talking you said you were bad about relationships but then you said it was a situationship so like I guess, like, what is it or, like, what are the differences between the two? Yeah, yeah, I think, like, relationship, like, the term relationship, I use it as an umbrella, right? Because, sure. like, relationships are, like, romantic, platonic. It could be, like, mm-hmm. dating. It could just be, like, work. Like, it's your connection to someone mm-hmm. as a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking of it in a more, like, romantic term here. So, okay. like, a situationship to me is when you're dealing with someone and there's feelings and you're kind of like, you know, you're fucking with each other, but you, you're not in an official relationship. Mm-hmm. And so while you might have some type of ties to this person, it's like that thought in the back of your mind, like I can't overstep because like we there's aren't no official, but yeah. everything else is official except for the mm-hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend or girlfriend, girlfriend. What else is official? So what's official as? I think like that verbal, like acknowledgement of like, okay, like we've been kicking it. Like, this is like us. Like we're going to like just date exclusively mm-hmm. and try to build it together. Sure. And I think like a situationship is when you kind of have that without saying it. Like mm-hmm. if we're on the phone and when you get off of work until you go to work. If you at my house every day, I'm at your house every day. I'm on FaceTime with your mom. You telling your mom you can see yourself marrying me. Let me not be trying to talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, like it's a situation shit because it's like you're introducing me to family. You're talking about like marriage to your family and all of this. But then when it comes down to like actually committing, yeah. you run so away it's from like, that commitment. Yeah, so it's like these unspoken like ways of like, being and doing things with this person you know it mimics a relationship but y'all ain't really talk about it yeah so it's like if like i'm really only fucking with you but if i was at a club and Mm -hmm. i went off and i did whatever with another girl Mm -hmm. like it ain't cheating because we ain't officially together so like using that term of like situationship to justify like Mm -hmm. doing whatever you want from time to time but still trying to have that person you're dealing with only committed to you without actual commitment so let me ask you this like you what are you upset about like what are you mad about in terms of like this situationship or not maybe this one but just situationships in general I think I'm mad at myself more than like the general Mm. situation um just accepting it like Mm. knowing that like I 
wanted more and was like promised more, but like it didn't come. And mm. like the the time that I sat in that situation, shit, yeah. you know. So like I'm not mad at well, I am mad at her too a little bit, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad at you know myself for like you know like I think as like black women we know our our standards our boundaries our mm-hmm. just all of that and we like we could stand on it but sometimes with like love or intention and affection like we get a little blinded mm-hmm. when we use our terms here Ditto. and um <laughs> so it's like when I like this morning when I woke up I started reflecting I'm like damn girl like where did all your standards and your boundaries and like your one like one and done rules go when you was like dealing with this situation and now it's like I'm over here like still reflecting and still healing and now I'm dating with caution and you know I'm human I do like a little Instagram or Twitter search to see what's going on and it's like you happily like in another relationship like just or in an actual relationship and it's like, what was the difference? And I think um, naturally, I just started comparing like myself and who I am to like the girl that she's in a relationship yeah. now. And it's like, okay, well, what did you get like mm-hmm. from her? Like, what was wrong with me that like I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, get that? Ooh. So, yeah, I, um, we, yeah, <laughs> we definitely we all do that to ourselves because as you're talking, I'm like, you know, obviously, I got some commentary in the back. I'm like, yes, like, I feel that. Like, yeah. most definitely, I mean, I've been in situationships before, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I think, I think, um, I mean, I don't know where it stems from in terms of, like, why we've decided to, like, normalize situationships. Um, there's so many different um, things I think we can, like, lend to that. But, um yeah, I guess I, I get mad because similarly to you, um, we all want love, but yet we're so afraid to like express that we want that. And so we do it. And so situationships have become this way of like subtly, like, you know, uh, ex- saying that, expressing that we want that love and, you know, you know, kind of. I don't know, like playing house in a sense, like, okay, yeah, we want love and we're going to express this love, but we're not going to do it fully. You know what I'm saying? Because I think a lot of people are like scared and, you know, for various reasons, like rejection or just like attachment styles and things like that. And so, um, yeah, but it's just like, I don't know why we do it because we hate, we all hate it. Like there's so many, there's so many songs out there. There's so many conversations. I mean, we're having this conversation right now. We hate them clearly. So it's like, why are we doing it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, you know, there's also that fear of like, if we did it, then maybe we won't have any type of like romantic, you know, engagements or interactions with, you know, whoever we're interested in. So I don't know. I feel you. I, I, uh, I don't want to do it. And, you know, I have, I have like, you know, thought about what I was just saying. Like, if I didn't participate in these situationships, then maybe I won't have anything, you know, at least not for a while, because like, especially when you know your worth and you know your value and, you know, you're, you're not gonna, you know, um, you're not going to like, um, falter on like what those standards are that you set for yourself then you you might be waiting for a little bit. Yeah. You might be waiting for a little bit. And that that can be scary because you start to think like, oh, something's wrong with you. Or, you know, maybe you you won't find anyone um, like ever. I know I, sometimes I get really extreme like that. Um, 
yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. Honestly, I'm just like, you know, trying to like feed off of you a little bit. But yeah, situationships are they crazy. They yeah, are. it's tough. And I also learned today that like Facebook might be an op because <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Because I woke up with like these sentiments. Like I was just like like on the wake up, I was thinking of like just our situation, and then. Mm. I got on Facebook, you know, once I got up and settled after I had my tea and, you know, mm-hmm. did my little morning stretch. And you know how, like, your memories pop up on Facebook, yeah. right? Yeah. So the first thing I see when I scroll was, like, memories from a year ago, right? And mm-hmm. it was, like, our first date. And I recorded it on my story because we went to a J. Cole concert. Mm-hmm. And then we went to, like, this plant shop. She knows I love plants. And she took me to, like, this thing. And then it just had, like, all the stories I posted last year yeah. on this day. Wow. Um, so I was just like, damn, I'm already, like, in my feelings low-key about it. And then mm-hmm. I get on Facebook. And now you just showing me the bitch? Like, yeah. <laughs> like or the one? Yeah. So that's, like, my little, you know, let me banter it with some humor here. But, yeah. yeah so... Yes, I think, um, like, why do we accept, like, less than what we want? Mm. And how do we, like, not do that, but also not feel lonely when we stand strong and, like, our standards? Mm -hmm. And I think um, even, like, when, like, dating men or whatever, I've, like, constantly, like, hear this conversation around like black women being too headstrong or black Mm -hmm. women like demanding too much and Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like the correlation of why like some of us might simmer down and not ask for what we want Mm -hmm. because of like this ongoing like conversation Mm -hmm. around like you know like black men and their like Mm -hmm. relations like black women being too this and too that so then they go they mm. the non-black women yeah, and yeah. um and I hope that's not the reason why like we're mm. kind of like settling and not trying to like I guess do too much mm. but I don't think so yeah. I don't know as you as you're talking about it I'm thinking like well first of all I think a lot of it stems from like you know trauma childhood trauma you know mm. like when we we when we are not like secure in ourselves and just like our love for self we look for it in other people or in other places. So like, I know for like example, for me personally, like I didn't get a lot of love as a child from like my home life. You know what I'm saying? Like I, my, my childhood was very unstable and I just felt very um, insecure as a child. And, you know, that's something that it stays with you. Uh, you know, into your adulthood, at least to stay with me. And, you know, I'm working through that. And so like, I know for a fact, because of the lack of love that I got from, you know, my parents and my home life, I was like looking for that in romantic relationships with men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not, if you don't have, you know, positive, good examples of, you know, giving love and receiving love, then you're going to probably think that a lot of things that you're dealing with in relationships or situationships are normal. Taking what you can get. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, well, he loves me or, or he does this sometimes or this sometimes. He's not always, you know, mean or he's not always disrespectful. So it's like we like accept breadcrumbs, essentially. We accept yeah. those breadcrumbs because we, we don't know no better, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think like, you know, um, that's where it stems from. But then also like, um, you know, 
when black women are in relationships, we wanted to work so bad. Um, and so like, I don't know if we're like, I don't know if we're conscious of like, you know, black men, uh, and their sentiments around us being like loud and ghetto or just like, you know, challenging or whatever, or, you know, they might go get, you know, a white girl or another non-black woman. I mean, I don't know if that's in our, our consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? I think we just, we get the short, we get, we have the short end of, of the stick always, always have, like we're at the bottom of the totem pole. And so for us, it's like, if we get a little bit of love and attention, we're going to try to hang on to it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even know about that other stuff being in our consciousness around, mm-hmm. like, you know, why we stay. We just want to be loved. Because no one, I mean, we we be loving on ourselves. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, Black women got Black women more than anybody got us. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what it is, for real. I yeah. agree. I think, mm-hmm. I think you're right. Do you, do you find yourself, like, in romantic relationships? Like, say... I think we grew up in similar households. Like I didn't grow up in a household where like I was loved or like I knew what love was or had like affection from like my mother or my father. Um, so when I got into like romantic relationships, I came heavy. Like yeah, yeah. I was just like, you gonna love me today. Yeah. Like we met, you know, five minutes ago, but mm. like, I love you. You need to see me every day. Why don't you want to see me every day? And I know like that was like my approach, but I know like yeah. some of my friends, like since they never had it, they were they took the other approach like they were mm. timid they didn't know how mm. to or they didn't like really want to be like in the face or like you know make it known that they like crave love and it was just mm. like very like I want to say like nonchalant because mm. they don't know how to accept it like versus mm. me where I was just like mm. like I think I operated I think I operate on both ends of the spectrum for real for real yeah. like I notice you know when I feel like I'm not like my expectations are not being met as as much as I don't like to have expectations going into things with people. We all, I feel like we all have like those expectations. Right. And so like, you know, when those expectations are not met, Mm -hmm. Ooh, baby, I like, I shut down and I like, I gas like the shit out of myself and be like, it's all good. I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't going to work out anyway. You know, I started doing that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, calm down. First of all, like, you do it too much. And then on the other hand, I think I sometimes like do a little too much. Like, you know, not really love bomb, but like, I just, I give too much of myself. Similar to what you were saying, like, yeah. you, you kind of like lose yourself, like your, your standards maybe um get lowered a little bit you don't you know you know you like um like your boundaries are compromised sometimes you know what I'm saying like it's just like they say love is blind so it's crazy like I I don't know uh what I'm gonna do or what I'm gonna be at what point in time it could be either or and that's really scary yeah that's really scary actually um and so I'm working on that I, I mean I had a I had a moment yesterday you know I was we went out to this wine bar because I was like, I'm having a rough day. And I don't even think I really got into it fully with you, you know, around, you know, um, just my feelings around like um, uh, a person that I'm interested in. Um, and basically just like some expectations that I have and those expectations not being met. And, you know, I'm, I was doing that thing where I'm like in my head and I'm like gaslighting myself and like self-sabotaging and shit like that and it was wild and I was like girl you're doing a lot so like 
I've literally been like meditating and praying and listening to the gospel music, just trying to like ground myself, center myself. Cause I'm like, this, you cannot be letting this shit shake you up like that. Like you, yeah. like you such a strong, like we, we so strong, but then I don't know when it comes to like this love thing, sometimes we get so damn weak and that shit pissed me off. Like at least it pisses me off. Like, cause I know, you know, it pissed me off you too. Cause I ain't no weak ass bitch. I'm not a weak ass bitch. Word. I'm like, stand up. Stand up. Weak in the knees. Now I'll be feeling that for real. So I be having to do everything in my power. Like I said, do yoga, meditation, pray. I'm like, what you got to do, girl, to get it back together? Yeah, you know? Yeah. That was going to be like my next question. Like just generally, like, I think like today when I had these feelings and I sat with them, I was just like, you know, what? do I do to not like sit in this like mm-hmm. for future references as well like I'm yeah. dating now and I think my last situation has definitely affected how I date now yeah. and I'm like in this stage of like detachment right because mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen again but then I don't want to go into something like with my you know my walls up and yes. I have like this unhealthy detachment because mm-hmm. I think detachment is very healthy but mm-hmm. I don't want mine to like be like uh mm-hmm. A protection like yes. tactic, and yes. it's not like genuinely like what I want um mm-hmm. so when we find ourselves like in situationships or we're getting like the short end of the stick like mm-hmm. what does that look like to remember like we have all of these feelings for this person and mm-hmm. we have to be like you know like you're not getting what you want this isn't serving you mm-hmm. like you have to like you know step away like mm-hmm. what's next because obviously like you're cutting off potentially cutting off like yeah. emotional ties like sexual attack attack attraction ties mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and it's like easier said than done to yeah. be like okay you haven't been treating me right yeah i have to step away yeah. versus like latching on and like love bombing to make them like mm-hmm. see like you're worth the next step mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's your question? I'm sorry. Like, what do, what do we do in those situations yeah, like, where we yeah. feel like we're not, like, getting what we want and desire? Yeah, and I, 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 I guess not, like, what do we do, but, like, what are some steps to, like, step away from that? Like, mm-hmm. when you know something isn't, like, serving you. Because I think mm-hmm. being like, oh, we just walk away. Like, that's, yeah. It's, sometimes it's not that simple. Right. But, like, when you get into those thoughts of, like, okay, I'm in a situation, I like this person, but they're not giving me what I want. Now they have me, like, doubting who I am as a woman. Like, mm-hmm. what Like what do you normally do yeah. to, like, well, remind yourself of who the fuck you are? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me just say this. First of all, I feel like you got to, you got to, like, get real with yourself. You got to be real with yourself about, like, what is actually there? Like, what's present? Like, because, like I was saying, like, you know, um, you might have some expectations that, Y'all, whoever you and this other person is that's in the situation together, y'all probably, maybe you didn't have the conversation around these expectations. And if you didn't have the conversation, then those expectations is your fucking They problem. want ended, shorty. They, they want, want ended. ended. <laughs> so you got to be real with yourself. Like, what? first of all, what is this feeling that you have in, in terms of like, you know, you not being, you not feeling like you're uh, being... Uh, worthy of this person or whatever the feelings are that are coming up is it rational is mm-hmm. it rational number one is this something that you're making up because we be making shit up we do we see what we want to see here we want to hear exactly yeah so first of all you got to have some discernment you know you got to be real with yourself and then like you know if it's not rational then you need to you need to check yourself and you need to like really sit on that and, you know, like you were saying, sit in those emotions. And that's, you know, what I've been doing for the last couple of days, like just allowing the, the feelings to be um, and not ruminate on them. 
just let them be. Maybe you, uh, like I said, you know, do some meditation, pray, or, you know, clean or listen to some music, distract yourself or whatever, or maybe not distract yourself, but maybe journal to like really, you know, express what it is that you're feeling inside, get it out. You know what I'm saying? And then after you do that, um, or no, not after you do that. So like, if you find that you are thinking rationally around, you know, your feelings, right? And you you feel like this person truly isn't, you know, giving you what you need um, in this situationship or relationship, then I'm a huge proponent of like just having the conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being being very direct, like fuck all that other nonsense, like talk about it. Express yeah. it to that other person. And I know that's scary. You know what I'm saying? Being vulnerable, being open, having like, but it's just it's a it's adulthood, you know what I'm saying? Having open and honest communication. Um, and, and that's that's all I got really. Like just talk yeah, about it. I think just yeah, talk about it. I'm huge on like direct communication. Mm-hmm. And I think something I remind myself of and like my friends when they come with similar problems is that there's nothing like you could do differently mm-hmm. to make this person see you in the light that, you know, if they see you that way, they're going to see you that way. If they feel you that way, they're going to feel you that way. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that you can go back and change and do or say. And there's nothing you should want to go back and change. Exactly. And be like, you are who you are. And if it's not for them, baby girl, it's not for them. Like, yeah. it's some, it's mad niggas out here. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's mad. It's mad, you know. So just take that shit, write that shit down in a journal, have mm-hmm. that conversation and find what's for you and, don't dwell. Yeah, you're going to be all right. I know fuck shit. Yeah. It, it, and I think sometimes we think it's like the end the end all, be all, it's yeah. the end of our world. It's okay. Yeah. Like, honestly, these feelings are, you know, temporary um, in terms of, like, you know, feelings of, like, disappointment or around, like, the situationship. Like, if it's a disappointment, that means it's not for you. And maybe you should be glad that yeah. you have been able to realize yeah. that. So it's, just... It's a lesson. Yeah, it's a lesson. You take away, like... The heartbreak, like, it's tough, but I came out of it, like, knowing, like, what I want, mm-hmm. what I don't want, what I need, like, my love language, my anxious attachment styles. Like, yeah. I learned so much about, like, who I am mm-hmm. as a woman and, like, as a woman who was actively dating. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten that, I don't think, as soon if I didn't go through yeah, this little journey with the nameless. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that on that. Period. There you have it, girls. Guys. Gays, the gays of the world. <laughs> so, Bree, what are you mad at today? What got you angry this week? Whoo! I mean, I'm angry this week and have been angry for actually a little bit longer than just this week um, at Grand Culture. Mm. Grind culture, uh, for those who may not know what I even mean by that, is basically how we have like um, been indoctrinated into, you know, the idea that, you know, um, we got to like basically grind it out at our nine to fives. You know what I'm saying? Like um, going above and beyond um, of what our job duties are and our job description. You know what I'm saying? Um you know, that's something that is, I think, normalized when we get 
um, hired and oriented. And as we continue with our employers, our employers like, you know, encourage us to do more work so we can, you know, be a part of the team, be a team player, or, you know, maybe uh, we're looking to, you know, grow in the company, get a promotion or something like that. And so it's like, you know, subtly or maybe not so subtly, you know, uh, a part of like the work culture to grind. And I'm tired of that shit. Um, Me too, because I'm lazy. Lazy as fuck. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's something that I have literally have never expressed to somebody before. But like, yes, I want to do good work and I, I, I work hard. Yeah. You know, when I am working, but like, I wasn't put on this earth to be working that motherfucking hard. So like, yeah, bare minimum. And I don't even, and I hate to say bare minimum, but it's just like, I'm going to do my job duties. Like what's on the motherfucking contract? When I sign my contract. I'm not, exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. not doing nothing extra. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm just mad that like, like I said, it's something that we are indoctrinated into. And so it's like, we internalize that. Um, but I'm unlearning. I'm unlearning that shit because it's just, it's not doing me any good, especially, you know, I'm we're going to keep coming back to this, you know, as black women thing, because we always get the short end of the stick. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, why the fuck we going mad hard? Yeah. You and then why saying? are we expected to go mad hard? Exactly. Like we are expected to walk into this place and just take whatever the fuck is given yep. to us when it comes to work. Like, yeah, absolutely. Y'all. So, uh, I'm be, I'm gonna be real. So like currently, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like on a sabbatical. I left I left my job almost a month ago by choice. Um, it was very toxic and I was just doing too much like um, mental gymnastics, you know, having to have conversations around race and sexuality and um, all these things with, you know, the big boss or whatever, his bitch ass. Um, but (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And it was just too much. Like, and I was like, what, what are you doing all this for? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I decided to leave and you know, um, a lot of people don't have that privilege. So let me just say this, cause I know people have some critique around, you know, what we're, what I'm, what I'm saying around like quitting your job. Everybody don't got that privilege. And I realized that And I, I have been in a very privileged position to be able to be jobless for a little bit. I've saved money. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. I'm Gucci. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not going to get another job because I am interviewing and, you know, I'm hoping to get another job um, because, you know, capitalism and whatnot. And I don't, I'm not rich or nothing. But um, I do. I am a huge proponent of taking a sabbatical from your job if you can. Uh, we got to get real about saving, you know what I'm saying, our money yeah. um, and recognizing that, like, these jobs don't give a fuck about us. It's not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a means to an end. That's how I look at work. It's a means to an end. You know what I'm saying? There is some work that you might be real passionate about and you might want to go above and beyond. But if it's, it's, if it's an expectation and if it's not feeling right in the soul and in the spirit, don't fucking do it. And if it ain't hitting them pockets, it, period, don't do it. Period. Because yeah. like, uh, yeah, and because oftentimes they expect all this work from you and all this extra work from you, but they're not giving you no extra pay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Beyonce said quit that job. So <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, the grind culture thing is is really what's grinding my gears um, lately. And how I'm approaching, like, you know, the workforce now is that, like, I'm going to go in. What, okay, what's, what's the job duties? What are the goals? What are the tasks? Um, and I'm just going to approach it like it's a, like a homework assignment. What, what needs to be done? 
You know what I'm saying? Get it done, fulfill that, and then move on to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm giving these organizations, you know, six months to a year. And I'm hoping, like I said, while I can while I continue to save money, I'll be in a position where I can take a, a longer sabbatical, more than a month. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe just like work for myself or something like that. Because, you know, again, these jobs don't give a fuck about me <laughs> and your ass either. It's all labor. They just want to exploit yeah. you for your labor. And that's that. And they're going to do like what they can like you know but i'm also quitting my job and going to a different job and what i found with like my current job is when they like you said like they want you to overwork and overextend yourself and they try mm-hmm. to use certain things like oh be a part of a team or be a part of like the family yep. with my and i'm just like family. i got a family my family yeah. oh, well, I got <laughs> riley in the back oh, so I got here. And yeah like so with my current um job hopefully by monday i ain't there no more mm-hmm. um they use the term family so like loosely mm-hmm. and whenever you like aren't overextending yourself and they catch on it's just like you know they try to bring me back in and be like you know we're a family we have to support each other we have to like love each other we're comrades and i'm like ah, listen i understand that we might all be under this scope of like work that's geared towards like ending mass incarceration but you niggas is white I'm black. Right. Like, right, <laughs> it's right. like, you can't, there's nothing you can say. Cause I don't even think I should be working this hard anyway in mm-hmm. the same position with you. There's nothing you can say to me. Family, teamwork, comrade, that will make me overextend myself. And mm-hmm. if it's affecting like my personal life, mm-hmm. we got a, we got a problem. Yeah. Because why would I sit here and by the time I'm done working for the day, I'm too exhausted to show up for myself. Exactly. No, that part. Like, so, like bleeding it bleeds into your personal life and you know for me it bleeding into my personal life but also like you know that extends to like my physical my mental health you know what i'm saying and that's one thing i don't play about like i've been on a journey and i'm gonna continue this a journey you know what i'm saying this journey to like be well mentally physically emotionally spiritually all the things you know what i'm saying and like that was being really compromised like i would i would you know, get off work and I'd still be thinking about work for hours on end, dreaming about fucking work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like having headaches, not able to like have the energy to like work out or the interest to do any other things because I'm so exhausted and I'm so, you know, um, focused on or my mind is so consumed with work. And it's just like where they talk about balance and like work life balance, like. I, I'm also doing away with that motherfucking shit. No, work-life separation. That yeah. those two things need to be separated. Let me, these these motherfuckers got me in the beginning, mm-hmm. like interviewing. I think one of my questions in um, my interviews when I first like got the job was, you know, what do you do for self care? Like, what do you do? When you're done working for the day, you know, to take care of yourself. They love recharge. asking that. They don't give a fuck. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, they might they might care about a bitch mental health. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they ask that because they're about to stress me and run me into the, mother- <laughs> me into the goddamn ground. Amen. And they want to make sure I had a plan or a Band-Aid to place mm-hmm. on myself so I can Band-Aid. get up yeah. and do it again the next day. Absolutely. It's like they have, like, no balance. Like, I think I told you this, but, like, me and like some of my coworkers or co-organizers, we got fed up and we're like, y'all are overworking us. Mm-hmm. Like y'all have no boundaries. Like, you know, I have a funeral on that and you're telling me to organize something. It's 11 o'clock at night. Why are you texting me? Mm-hmm. And then texting me again at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. telling me to tell you when I get up. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and 
we sat into this meeting with all of these people the same people who says like you need to take care of yourself self-care you know make sure you use a self-care fund we are a family and as soon as we said we can't do all of this this is like it's unethical like it's not practical to do this work all that family shit and self-care shit, it went out the window. Yeah. And, like, the director told, not me, but, like, you know, one of my coworkers, like, if this is too much, this might not be the place for you. Mm-hmm. So even when you're, like, in these systems or these jobs where they try to not be, like, the nine-to-five capitalistic, like, yeah. job, yeah. you're still just labor. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's what I'm saying, like, because... Honestly, like, it, it all comes down to, like, it's performative. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, even, even the organizations who are trying to, like, you know, really uh, do, do, do good in terms of, like, um, advocating for their employees, like, you know, like, once again, work-life balance and, you know, all these types of things, like, they can't really... I don't know if any job is able to uphold that for real, for real, in terms of like what people actually need, because these organizations are machines. We got to keep operating. Yeah, they got to keep operating. Otherwise, the work the work won't get done. And that's just and that's just the way it is. And it's like, okay, you know, there's so many things going on in the world, you know, and especially especially for like black women, the way in which we like have to navigate the world and just like how we are impacted by so many things that happen in the world like we how how we show up uh in professional spaces or in just multiple spaces you know for that matter it differs for you know men uh black men white men and then like white women and hispanic or latinx women um it just differs i feel like we just feel things um a lot more deeply we're impacted more directly by things and so like we just need a different level of care um when it comes to our employers and i just don't think any employer has the ability to provide that i really don't they don't. And I also think, like, you know, also, like, like you say, like, black women, we show up and we feel like we have to, like, show up a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something we kind of, like, grew up under, too. Like, mm-hmm. going to, I know, like, when I used to, like, play sports or I grew up playing, like, the violin, mm-hmm. whenever I went to, like, rehearsal or to practice, I was, like, always told, like, you got to be X amount of times better. Like, you have to train yeah. X amount of times more. You have to, you know, you mm-hmm. have to be this amount better than your counterpart just because of you being a black girl in these yes. spaces mm-hmm. so then as you grow up and you leave childhood into like adulthood mm-hmm. you have like well i know personally for me i have like that or i used to because i'm lazy now y'all but <laughs> i used to have that mindset mm-hmm. of like i have to be better i have to show up more i have to like mm-hmm. be early i have to make sure my presentations have all this extra shit like and i don't because then your counterparts your white counterparts or your male counterparts they come in and they give the bare fucking minimum and they make it like 20K annually more mm-hmm. anyway. And it's like, why are we still giving into this exactly. culture or expectation of grinding and mm-hmm. working hard and not? You know what's the kicker too? Uh, we do all this, like black women, we, we, go, we go extra hard trying to, you know, live up to these like standards. Um, but also at the same time, motherfuckers be doubting us regardless like if we uh, say for example you have you know um 
let's 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 look at Katanji Katanji Brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Shout out to Katanji. Shout out to Katanji on the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court. You know what I'm saying? She has all these accolades. She create she uh you know achieved this huge accomplishment, right? And the way in which she was received or not received, and just like her her accomplishments and her intelligence being undermined. So it's like we do all this. We go after all of these accolades and you know stuff like that. And you yep. still ain't fucking good enough. Mm-hmm. So again, it's like why like why are we playing into this system? And so I don't know, I wanna challenge like we done said it a couple of times, like we lazy, but it's just like nah. I don't know if we lazy. Mm-hmm. Cause we've been working hard as a motherfucker for so long. And it's like some people might listen to this and be like, Yeah, so young though. But yeah. but still, like, yeah, we young, but again, you're not hearing us. Like, yes, we young, but we've been working a hundred times harder than our our counterparts for years. So it's mm-hmm. like, really, like shit, I'm 33. I feel like I'm 63. It's in our bones. It's in honey. our bones. The ancestor, honey. We've been we've been tired. We've been tired. <laughs> been tired. Like, yo, and so I don't want to hear none of that shit. So I don't think I'm lazy on the road. I'm mm-hmm. just tired. I, yeah. I think black men, black women should be able to retire early. I want to retire yeah. like by 40 on yeah. the road. I'm up and I think, I think like as a generation, like we're getting a little bit closer to understand. I don't want to say completely like understand because I think people are still going to show up and overwork because that's just the system that we exist in right now. Yeah. But like I think all over like TikTok and like Twitter, we're seeing like the soft black girl, yes. and you know I'm queen of like living a soft girl life. Period. Um, so like I think also similar to like our podcast, and we're taking on like this term of angry. I, I'm taking on this term of like lazy because that's what I'm gonna be okay. called anyway. Okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> Excuse me, that's what I'm gonna be called anyway because mm-hmm. I'm not like you know I don't know if you've seen an article on like millennials or whatever this generation is mm-hmm. and how if we don't go above and beyond or our expectations for our job it's mm-hmm. called quiet quitting now yeah so that. it's like quiet quitting because you think i'm being lazy mm-hmm. because i'm doing what's on my contract mm-hmm. like i got mm-hmm. hired to do x y and z yeah. and now yeah. you want me to do a b c d e g mm-hmm. and i'm telling you no so if i'm lazy listen yeah that shit is wild yeah. quiet quitting I'm sorry. I'm just doing what you had. You what had, you hired me yeah, to do? What you and, said you needed me to do in the job description. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, but, yeah. But I'm quitting. Quiet quitting. What? Like that's so weird to me. I just know for this last two weeks I've been quiet quitting like a motherfucker. <laughs> I before I quit my job, I had quiet quit. Quote unquote for months. Quote unquote quiet. Listen, call it what you want. Call it what you no, want. No, I won't be overworked like at all. No, I'm not. I'm not into it. I'm really not into it because I'm trying to preserve myself. Like I said, it's just too many other things that we got to deal with, that we internalize, that we trying to, you know, heal from. And mm-hmm. a job ain't about to stress me and put no motherfucking. Uh, then this they're not about to age me. Yeah, like you, like like you said, it's already in our bones. Like we've been working hard. Our ancestors' hard work is in our bones. You know what I'm saying? In our DNA, and we are just tired, and these jobs are making us even more tired. Yeah. So true. And I'm like, no matter like how much we like step back and like realize like what we have to do to like exist, like black women, like you right, we will never like actually truly be lazy because mm-hmm. that's just not us. It's not us. But I can show up to these spaces, you know, and mm-hmm. and capture that and like live in that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So don't overwork yourself. 
Please don't, because <laughs> it's just not worth it. My uncle told me all the time, like, you know, you drop dead today, somebody's going to be in your position tomorrow. So Baby. they ain't even going to blink an eye, shed a tear. You might get an a email. Like, they might send out an email. But job. Before I even quit my job, like, my my boss, he, he, he didn't have two words to say to me. I didn't have an exit interview. He didn't say nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I I just left the job, and it was like I never even know. He didn't even know me, and I didn't know this man. Yeah. And they sat up there, and they offered my job position to the intern. And I'm just like, yeah. And I didn't really feel no type of way because I didn't expect anything, you know, more from them or anything less. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, I know y'all trifling, so. So I'm leaving. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like, yeah, don't. If you, like, I can understand, like, some people might be in the space where, like, you really passionate about the field and you want to go hard and maybe you want to get to a certain position. But, like, tread lightly, though. Don't yeah. Go, don't go too hard. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if if you doing your job is not good enough and they're not going to promote you or you know, um, recognize you for you doing your job, then that's probably not a job that you want to, you know, continue to work up that corporate ladder, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? It's probably not the best place for you to try to be there for a long period of time anyway. Yeah. Because they on some other shit. Don't let them give you the run around. Yeah. Like, you know, if it's serving you, like Bree said, if it's serving you and you feel some type of, you know, joy from doing what you do nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, like, it's a reciprocal feeling. Like, you know, but if it's not and you're draining and you go home and you don't have time to, like, chase after, like, yeah. your personal dreams or mm-hmm. fulfill your personal goals, if you can't even, like, stay up to go yeah. watch a movie that you wouldn't really want to go see at the movie theater because you're so tired of it, like... Don't. Yeah. And it might sound like it's coming from, like, a privileged place of, like, you know, like, oh, yeah. don't overwork. But, like, you know, obviously we can't speak for all situations. But mm-hmm. just. But I also want to, I also want to, like, challenge people to, like, you know, think about the differences between work-life balance and work-life separation. And, like, um, ha- being able to, like separate work from life before you even get to a point where you're feeling stressed and burnt out. Like just mm-hmm. nor- like, let's just normalize that. We, I, I don't, I hate being reactive in that type of way. Like, Oh, I'm feeling stressed and burnt out. And so I need to like, you know, figure out how I can balance and separate things here and there. It's like, at that point it's too late. And oftentimes we can't, you know, we can't retro, we can't go backward and fix what was happening. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to implement it in the beginning and make sure you have that balance or that separation before it gets to that point. Otherwise, you know, that's that's how burnout happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how do you fix burnout? I don't know if you can. You, you got to um, just quit at that point. Sure. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's what I did. I'm like, oh, damn. Ain't, no, ain't, no, ain't enough uh, vacation or sick time that I can take at this moment. I need a whole month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, just just think about that, you know. Uh how do you define balance and separation and figuring out like which one works better for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um get get uh get comfortable with having those conversations with your employer. Um if you need um some tips and tricks on how to do that, maybe ask us or maybe ask somebody 
um, like a, a friend or a family member or another person in your at your work who might have some experience around that. But like, you you don't have to do this alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that. Yeah. So on this topic, and like you possibly like enter in like you know the work field again. Mm-hmm. What are like, or you can even speak to like your previous like job you just left like with your work-life separation, what were things like that you did to like kind of separate that, you know, mm-hmm. that separation? Yeah. Um, I closed that laptop. <laughs> Five o'clock. Five o'clock on a dot sometimes <laughs> earlier. 445. <laughs> laptop closed, I'm done. No, for real. Cause yeah. it's like, you know, if you still working up to a certain point, you might, you might, you know, go past that five o'clock mark so it's mm-hmm. like you got to wrap it up a little bit earlier so you yeah. can be done at five o'clock on the dot so yeah. whenever you know i knew my day was coming to a close i was i mean i ain't even gonna hold you and i know a lot of people do this first of all i don't even think it's natural for us to be working like eight hours or whatever through straight with just one like little lunch break 30 minutes to an hour or whatever if you if your last meeting of the day is three o'clock and it's like an hour and you it's four o'clock wrap up your motherfucking day what? Wrap up your day. No, no, the motherfucking meeting in there. Like, what are you doing for the last hour? Like, wrap it up. Like, maybe create a a, a, a to do list for things that you got to do in the morning. It's not that deep. The work gonna be there tomorrow. Okay, it's gonna be there tomorrow. So, like, if your last meeting ends at four or whatever, wrap it the fuck up and then go home. Go get some dinner. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, I was very strict about wrapping my day up you know what i'm saying closing mm-hmm. that laptop um and you know there were times where you know bosses would try to like call me oh can i get on a quick call no nah. nope we can we can we can touch base in the morning but nah you about to take up my time it's been a long day go go ahead and rest yeah you know what i'm saying it's normal. i think um like i'm also like very like i close my laptop Five o'clock on the dot. Four fifty nine, fifty eight seconds. Yeah, milliseconds. Um, and I think I also like I keep a work phone on me. Like I do not give like these niggas my mm. personal phone number. Um, and when they like reach out, I think my boss somehow got mine through mm. like an email. I don't know how, but he got my personal phone number. He texts me. This just happened actually. What's today? Friday? Or Saturday? Today Saturday. This happened on Thursday. He texts me and I was off and we have like this in-person meeting happening next week and I didn't respond because I'm off. I'm not going to text you back. Mm-hmm. And I checked my phone again at like 7 p.m. And he was like, hey, you okay? With a question mark. I turned on like my red receipts and I, I read it so he could see that I saw it. And then I texted him back on Friday, like Friday morning. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, I'm fine. I was off yesterday. Sounds good. And he just like liked the message. I knew he was pissed. But it's like, oh, well, it's called boundaries. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, like, I've been texted before, like, after hours or on the weekend. And let me just say this, too. Like, you cannot, I mean, some employers might try to, like, you know, retaliate in certain ways by you implementing your boundaries. But, like, one thing about me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get in your ass. Like, I done told bosses before, like, don't text me. Mm-hmm. I simply don't text me. It's after hours. It's on the weekend. What is your problem? Yeah. And another thing, like they like employers will try to encourage you to like have your, you know, your um your email on your phone and things like that. And you know sometimes Fuck that's convenient. No. But what I've done um 
what I've done is I will just turn my notifications off because you don't always, you don't have to be that accessible. You don't always have to be checking those notifications. So if you do have your email and stuff on your phone, turn those fucking notifications off, especially after hours, because if you get in those emails, they popping up, that's triggering you. Yeah. Because now you're thinking about work. You could be out having fun and yeah. you see like, oh, urgent. And now you feel like you got to go exactly. tend to like what you got going on work-wise when truth is like you're not that work motherfucker till 9 a.m so mm-hmm. that, you know, ain't shit that? urgent i'm trying to tell you it's Trust. labor it's labor and if it is urgent what the fuck can i do about it you better you know go call the boss boss <laughs> i'm not getting an emergency zoom to talk about some shit that y'all can figure out because my input ain't gonna get included you anyway so so i mean one thing y'all gonna learn about me and shay we we um we some bold ass bitches, basically. We're very bold. Won't take no shit. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, a lot of these things that we're suggesting that you do, it may not be natural for you, but I'm telling you, it's effective. It is. It's effective in, like, what's the, what's the worst case scenario? I mean, it, again, people might try to retaliate, but there is there's laws against that. You know what I'm saying? So you could fight that. Yeah. But, like, don't let these employers think that they can just, like, do and say whatever they want because... That shit is not true and it's whack. So like, yeah, and build your security. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not the best saver in the world. I don't say, but like, I'm getting better at it just because if you're in a situation, quit that shit. Like, you know, and make sure you're safe enough to do it. So yeah. if you're not right now, start saving today, right now. Yes. Go put a hundred dollars in your saving account right yeah. now. Like, <laughs> at least like for each check, like save a little yeah. sign. You want to have a little, you know, emergency fund or whatever. Um, but yeah, y'all, I don't know. We we're not gonna be the dead horse. That's that. Um grind culture is 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 um, trash. It's trash as fuck. And uh we need to dismantle the shit because it's not working for nobody. Even the even the folks that are running these organizations that's uh, perpetuating uh this grind culture, it ain't working for them either. And they don't even yeah. recognize it. They're not enjoying their lives, they age it. I mean, if that's the hill they wanna die on, let them. But one thing about it, me and myself and my folks, I'm going to encourage us and, you know, always fight that uh, we go against that. And that's yeah. on that. We serve ourselves first, so. Yeah. So another thing that we wanted to share each episode, it's just something that, you know, Brie and I are, like, personally loving in, like, our personal lives. Um so, Bree, do you want to tell the folks, like, what you loving right now? What got you feeling good, happy, what's bringing you joy? Yeah. Well, we just talked about me being um, kind of jobless right now. <laughs> um, so, I'm just loving um, this era of me cultivating more softness and ease into my life. I'm mm-hmm. recognizing when things are not serving me, when they're, you know, draining me of my energy. So, cultivating ease and softness, like I said. Um, and that looks like taking midday naps. Um, again, it's a privilege. It's a luxury right now that I can do that. Um, and then I also mentioned that I'm a yogi. So um, doing yoga, I do yoga almost every day. Um, so just getting on my mat, I love. It brings me so much joy. Um, and also teaching. I teach a couple times a week. Um meditating, praying, burning some Palo Santo. Um, so those are all the things that are sort of like ritualistic for me because I do it almost on a daily. 
and I'm just loving them. I'm loving the hell out of them. That's beautiful. Brie is a amazing, amazing, beautiful, strong. What else? What else can I say? Elementary <laughs> yogi, yoga teacher. I've been to Thank a you. bunch of you know um her classes, even the ones at six thirty in the goddamn morning. <laughs> it's early, y'all. Crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So if you need like some some yoga in your life, not even if you do need some yoga in yeah. your life, um, black people find yeah. out wherever Brianna is during the weekend. I'm at True Yoga. True Yoga on South Avenue. It's a yoga studio owned by a black woman, Amani mm-hmm. O'Lear. Shout out to you. Shout out to Amani. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Monday, Wednesday, 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. It's early, y'all, but it's a great start to your day. And uh, it's going to get you right. Yeah, and we'll be there. So <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know, it's a plus plus. Right, right, right. So what are you, what are you loving right now, Shay? I am loving a bunch of stuff. I think... Um, I'm reading this beautiful poetry book by Jasmine Mance. It's called Black Girl um, Call Home. Mm-hmm. And she's a queer author. So she talks about growing up black. She talks about growing up queer, what it was like when her mother found out she was queer and like labeling her a dyke, even though she's far from that mm-hmm. stigma of what a, a dyke is in the black community. Um, I'm also loving this song called Hotline by Black Party. I love Black Party. If you know Black Party, shout out to you. If you don't know Black Party, get into them. (laughs) Um, I'm loving just reading generally and like just watching shows that I kind of fell off of and Mm. just connecting back to like spending time. So pretty much anything that consists of like music, TV, reading, snacks, yeah, and tea. I'm also loving this lavender blueberry tea. Hit it with some honey. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Take me a good old midday nap. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys so much for kicking in with us for this past hour as we talked about situationships, relationships, and grind culture culture. you know just getting to know us a little bit um we really appreciate you listening we hope that you join us um in our next episode um yeah it's been real um i just want to shout out black women you know what i'm saying um black femmes black trans women uh just you know black women period you know what i'm saying because we are dope and we are um doing the work and all black femme bodies that exist in these spaces as well we love y'all we appreciate y'all yeah we wanted to leave you with a few uh affirmations for your week um and we hope that they resonate with you we hope that you will take them um maybe write them down and repeat them and read them throughout the week so um, I dare to love myself. I dare to give love. I dare to be love. And I dare to accept love. Ashe, y'all. Ashe.